Hello, you're at another episode, actually kind of like episode one, one and a half, because this is our first two average Joes with two average Joes. We're both here. Robert's here. I'm here. We're going to talk a little bit today about things that are happening in our um, in our country, around the world, but in our country in particular, some crazy stuff's going on. We want to be able to address it. Um, had a little talk before you, a little pre-meeting there. That's where I go through what I'm going to say and take out all the cuss words. That's what the pre-meeting is. Robert just sleeps because he has already heard all of this rambling already. So it's good to see you, Robert. He's the second to average Joe back Joey in the day. So I'm glad. There you go. There you go. You said it all right there. <laughs> um, there's all I got. Look, a lot going on here. I want to start off today's program with the public safety announcement. Just a little public PSA, as they used to say back in the day. Little PSA. As you get older, PSA means something else. So if you're too young to know what it is, there you go. But back in the day, PSA made public service announcement. So here's a public service announcement from Two Average Jeff. If you need health advice, don't get it from a 70-year-old man that has had his whole life and career basically built on sticking a needle in his ass. <laughs> that's my public service announcement I don't care what you think about the mask why you ask a guy to stuck a needle in his ass for his whole life to get big look at work for Arnold made a lot of money I like Arnold movie I'll be back I love it I love it I love you're the governor governor of California and in your spare time you got your maid pregnant okay don't give me health advice get the needle out of your ass there's my public service announcement for today Okay. And you heard it here. Screw your freedom. Look, I don't care what you do. I really don't. I don't. I'm about freedom. You make your choices. But when I do ask for health advice, it won't be from a guy that stuck up. What? Needle in his ass for his whole <laughs> life. There you go. So with that, we got our first public service announcement. And then um, maybe one day uh, we'll have another one. Don't take your safety advice from people like him. So there you go. A lot of crazy stuff going on. A lot of, lot of really weird stuff. We're getting ready to go to at least another lockdown of sort. I think we got the mask mandates coming back. And again, you know, we, we talk about a lot, Robert. And long before we started talking about doing the show, we talked about it. It's, um, I'm all for public safety. I think we both are. I think both our professions are for that. Not just us, but the professions. And um, my worry is, has been, and always will be, the slippery slope. It's kind of like Marlena's situation. You can believe whatever you want to about Marlena's restaurant. If you don't know, check down the link. I'll have something else in there. But uh, Marlena's situation. Look, you can say, hey, she should have had masks. She should have, you know, had her license. She should have done this and that. Maybe she got high. Yeah, maybe we could have an argument about that. Maybe we could have a disagreement. We could talk about What I'm not going to talk to you about is okay to send eight police cars to go arrest her. That, that's not okay. And that's the slippery slope. And I think that's what we're facing. And I think at the end of the day, um, I think that's going to be the big deal. Is the slippery slope. Well, the huge issue is the erosion of our constitutional rights that yeah. they're imposing on us or trying to. And what what people are going to do about it. I mean, we are and I don't know. I'm pretty sure you are, too, Joe, fatigued about this whole the pandemic issue and the way that the government's been handling it 
Yeah. And it seems like um, don't want to get totally into the vaccines and the non-vaccines and the vaxxers and the non-vaxxers, but there's confusion and the science seems to be um, there, uh, light on what they put out and confusing, at least yeah. to me. Yes. And I'm relatively educated, but. I mean, I mean, they, they just have stuff where they, they're going to, a front, to and fro. I think one bad thing, and it's, it's weird because for people who are for the vaccination, and I'm not criticizing you, if you want one, I mean, I think you should go get it. I will never get in the way. I got nothing to say to you about not doing that. Go do it. Is There's almost this tendency to think, well, why, why don't the people want it? And it's like, you know, did you ever realize the whole thing started off wackadoodle? I was there. Okay. I mean, we all were, I mean, it just started off crazy. The whole, the whole way it was produced to us and the whole way it was given to us is we're going to look back on that and, and people will not be kind to us. I've said this in other situations and other talks. I think a lot of what we're doing right now, people will look back and they'll go, I don't know what they were thinking. I don't have any reason why we would have made it so political. I don't know why we would have um, thrown a bunch of mandates down that looked in and of themselves pretty dicey. And I think one thing, Robert, you, you mentioned it a lot. And I think you being an attorney and stuff that um, you see it, you know, I mean, it's the constitutional aspects of it. And, and, I'll be real with you. It's like I knew something was going to be dicey or people were going to have a different view of this. I'm in Virginia at the time. And they shut down a lot of mom and pop stores. But Walmart was open, right? Right. And I thought, see, this is where normal, everyday, good-thinking people will sit down and go, "I, I don't like this. And I don't think you can argue with that. I think if you sit there and go, it's okay, if Walmart's open, but mom and pop store got to be closed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I, I'd make that argument. I'm getting calls, you know, weekly from potential clients where either their children cannot um, uh, p- participate in sports without the vaccine. I, I got a call, I think it was last week, about someone who could not go be in a college dormitory without proof of vaccine. And I I just don't know. I mean, I understand the public safety aspect of that, but the constitutionality of it is, is, is lacking, you know, and I know that the government can do a lot of things just um, by mandate and, and by backdoor, like uh, you probably know this Joe about drunk drivings that they're really a big funder of uh, roads that the government uses the road money to get the locales to really enforce drunk driving saying, Hey, you don't enforce drunk driving. You don't get so many of them. You're not going to get road money. Right. So they can do the same thing with saying, Hey, uh, if you don't, I'm sure they'll, they'll do this if they haven't already. Right. Enact some codes or rules or laws that say, Hey, if you don't um, enforce this vaccine vaccine thing, you're not going to get any federal money. And and that's probably a, a, a valid way to do it. But the way that it's happening, as you see it, and as I see it, is they're just eroding our constitutional rights until we're not going to have any left. Right. So. And I think it gets down to the point where you go, look, we 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 want safety. I, I just start worried about at what point. What's this slippery slope? You know, we mentioned it earlier. I got to mention now. I got to mention it again. <laughs> we're going to go to a concert, 
no, I'm not. But they're going to go to a concert, and I'm supposed to prove that I'm vaccinated. Ain't happening. Yeah, what happened to HIPAA on that end of it? Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure oh, 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 oh. HIPAA is about as good as you want HIPAA to be. What you're finding is laws are uh, dicey. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just trying to figure out who's taking my health information at the Slipknot concert. Right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Let's say this. If I'm at Slipknot <laughs> and they're taking my, you know, medical history, yeah. the guy needs to wear a mask. Because if you don't wear a mask, he ain't got a hair on his butt. Wear right. a mask, be part of it. Right. And I'll be right. singing that song, People Equal Shit. Well, you're doing it. I mean, if I get, which I probably not, because that is absolutely outrageous that you're going to go to a concert and you want to know that I've been vaccinated. It seems so good, though. You know, I can understand some smuckaroonie going, I think it's okay. So, you know, people <laughs> need to be safe. <laughs> right. That's what they're going to say. I'm for it. I just want to know why some guy in a slipknot mask is looking at my health records. And if you can't figure out why that's dicey, then, you know, it's probably you, <laughs> not right. me. Right. You know, I mean, it's, it's just, it, it, it seems to me going back to some kind of fundamental talks we've had before, Robert, um, about you're not going to get back to normal. And people, I wish that, that, that I could express this enough and maybe in, in episode 100, I'll get it correct. People make decisions with their wallets. They vote with their wallets. That's what they do. So you can have people who are vaccinated going, you know, I don't know if I want the ticket usher looking at my health records. So, you know what? Love to see the show. Not going. Right. That, that's really the end game. And I, and I think that rather I like to, to think that or not, because see, we're all we're all these great people, you know. We're making these wonderful decisions. We actually make decisions with our wallet. So I'll be real curious to see how that affects the concert season. Because I'm not number one, I think people who are not vaccinated are not going to go there and you know get a test. Oh, by the way, in some venues, they're going to give you a test to see if you have COVID. Now, there's two things that I want to be there for. I <laughs> Number one is I want to see who's giving this test. Right. And then I want to see the rocket scientists who have to deal with that positive that shows up. You're right. Oh, right. you got COVID. Sweet my <laughs> Go over here and sit in the tent. The foresight of this is what I like to refer to as nothing. Okay. No foresight. You know, it's it's weird. I, I am going to get on a tangent, but it's like, this is the second public service announcement. See, oh, we have, no, here we go. If you're pulling a dirty sock out of your car and sticking it over your face and calling it a mask because it's helping stopping germs when said mask has been in your car for two and a half weeks, I can't help. <laughs> if you don't understand what i'm applying i can't help you right get a box listen serious public service does get a box of masks okay just get a box of masks change them M mother of god just change the dirty 
stinking man scab over your face. Okay, there well, it is. We need an expert to talk about the efficacy of the mask because I've been wearing a mask made by Hanes Underwear Company. And... That's right. As it is a sock. It's, it was, it's, it, they were making socks first. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sold on it. And not right. that masks aren't good. I'm sure my surgeons were wearing masks. Yeah, probably not the caliber that I've been wearing for the past eight. And he didn't get it out of his car. (laughs) (laughs) At least I washed mine. And at no point did my surgeon (laughs) get it out of his car. That's all I'm saying. If you can't figure that out, use the dirty mask. I can't. Public announcement number two already. There we go. There we go. We're just full of public service announcements. We are that. Did we want to move on to Afghanistan? Yes. Another? Yes. Another FUBAR. Yeah. So it seems like we keep getting in. We, and when I say we mean the United States of America, America. however you want to call us these days. But um, I see that we are losing, or the at least the Afghani people are losing the country back to the Taliban as we speak. They've taken either half or more than half of the capitals. And um, our current president is uh, on the uh, not changing his mind about withdrawing anybody, and he's going to the drawdown is going to be complete, and we're going to be out. And uh, Joe and I were talking about it before we hit the record button. Seems like we've been here. It's like deja vu all over again, as Yogi Berra would have said. From people our age, we saw this in Vietnam. We really did. And I told Joe, I remember when we were planning garage bands, uh, them bringing body bags back of, of our neighborhood people during yeah. Vietnam. And to me, it's a disservice to the people who went over there and fought and died and lost limbs and loved ones that we don't ha- seem to have a strategy or an end game for these wars that we keep getting into. And I, I understand, you know, we got to go around. Evidently, we're the policemen of the nation, of yeah. the world. We're having a hard time policing our own nation, but. Yes, yes, I can't do that, but. Go get in everybody else's business. <laughs> right. So what are your thoughts on that, Joe? Well, I tell you what, we, we said it earlier and I'm, I'm going to say it again. You know, it's one of those things that I've said this on many occasions. It's like it's interesting that 10 years ago, this can be the most important thing that we're doing. You know, we have to be over there because if we're not over there, they're over here. OK, and then all of a sudden we go, well, you know, then again, time stage. Goodbye. And, uh, and one of the things, and I don't want to miss this point, um, we change things as we want to go and we just run it down people's throats. Some people accept it, some people don't. But I got to really be honest with you. It does remind me of Vietnam. It does remind me of that horrible situation. It does remind me of people losing their lives. And I'm sure many of their families are sitting here wondering what for now. But I don't want to lose this point, Robert. And you brought this up one time long ago when we were talking about Vietnam, actually, and talking about the neighborhood and the things we experienced. Mm-hmm. You know, I am sure there were people who are our allies that we left over there and they are now hanging if they and I mean, literally hanging. Yeah. And I, I, I just wonder at what in game the people around the world just look at it and go, you know, they're kind of strange allies. They'll stay over here for 10, 15, 20 years. But when they leave, if you're on their side, you know, you may be left to die. And that's literally the truth, people. Right. But there are people in Vietnam, we left them and they, they were horribly murdered. That's a fact. It you know? doesn't seem like the politicians 
consider the ripple effects of, of what we do when we send our people over to, to fight and die, because, you know, you see, you saw it as a policeman through your whole career. I'm sure the wounded people that came back mentally, physically, and otherwise that ended up having, you know, huge trauma, them and their families that they had to deal with for the rest of their lives. You know, so if, if we're going to send somebody over our people to fight and die and give up either their life or their mental health or whatever else, we better damn sure have a plan of what we're doing. You know, it just seems like, uh, I don't know how to put it any other way that we, we get a belly full of it and we get tired of it. And then we leave. I I don't know. I think it's interesting because a point of reference and we are boomers though. That is true. Generation X and the millennials are not big fan of boomers. That's okay. Um, some of it we probably heard. <laughs> so I'm not gonna not gonna go all out on them. Right. But I will share with you something that I find to be true because we are boomers, and I'm not sure that it's a good thing. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing; it just is. But we were a World War II generation, meaning we either had, in my case, a dad, or in many other people, because my dad was a little older. Um, granddads who had fought in World War II. And, um, you know, one of our friends in the neighborhood, his dad was in World War I and World War II. That's our background. That is a very traditional boomer background that you kind of have this World War II experience, even if you didn't go or, you know, even though it was 15, 16 years after you were born. And it, it gave a, a noble war kind of feeling, but sometimes I think you forget, we were only in World War II for like four years, okay? I mean, our part of it, I mean, World War II, you can draw back depending on who the history is, you know, and make it as long, actually, you, history, you know, is interesting. You can draw World War II, make it as long as you want, but our time in it was really about four years. And um, it was done. And one of the reasons we didn't continue on anything with the Russians and stuff, you know, part of that, that mythology that comes out of World War II is that we didn't push things further. That would have been a war with Russia uh, because four years was about all the time that people were beginning to wane. Okay. Now that's considered a noble war. Okay. An honorable war. And for boomers, I'll be honest with you, that's the way we were taught. And now we're going into things for 20 years and 15 years. And, and, you know, there has to be some better explanation than we're leaving and they're just taking it right back over. So that, that's going to be the interesting thing. I think what would be good, and we know people who have been in the military, is to get somebody's perspective who's been there. I mean, during this tour, you know, this, this moment here and kind of get their feeling on. Because I find that when people come back from war, they may not talk about it easily, but if, if they feel compelled to talk about it, they don't always give you the uh, answer you think you're going to get. Right. Not always rah-rah as you think they are. So now I think that's something we can work on too. You know, we can bring it up, but I like to get somebody actually was there to spend a little time talking. Right. Well, and I think we have, we've stepped back for a minute anyway, you know, Joe is 800 miles from me and, um, in beautiful Virginia and I'm in Allegheny, Michigan. 
Beautiful. And I am wearing an Allegan hat. Yeah, you are that. Nice one. Too. Give me that Michigan feel. And we are going to do some of these initial um, podcasts uh, virtually, as we're doing right now, and uh, with the goal to get to our professional studio, which has been purchased, and I'm trying to equip it. And we have a staff that we're building slowly but surely, and we're seeking funding, of course. Which yes, we're, we're, we're going to talk about that. Right. <laughs> right. But uh, I think the website is up now. And the website is up. To Average Joe's website's up. All of this will be in the description. And um, Joe is cranking out the the uh, the content. Um, I am unfortunately, or fortunately for me, unfortunately for the two average Joes, very very busy with my practice, busier than I've ever been. Uh, COVID's been very very good to me, unfortunately. Yeah. In the world, but fortunate for me. But we are proceeding. Yeah, I think it's going to go good. I mean, I'm handling the writing thing, but for everybody that's watching this particular show, um, we're going to need your support. The bottom line is um, we, we need to get a studio. We also have to do something I think that both Robert and I know, and that is basically form a staff. We need to be able to you know, work with people. People would like to get paid. And um, we also have to be able to be on the road. I think that's one of the things. I've done some media stuff in the past. And um, did a paper, did some websites. And if there was anything that I found interesting was it's a lot more difficult to do something from the road than you think. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we have to do it because I'm, I'm telling you, the world we live in right now is burning red hot. Oh, man. And yes, me and Robert can talk from here. Yes, we can. Look, I can talk about myself. There's a video that does that, okay? <laughs> um, but we got to be where the action is. And we're going to need that. So, you know, not at this very moment. It's not on our website yet, but it's coming. And it's going to be um, a button there to support us. If you want to support us in other ways, we're going we're gonna to come up with that too. And uh, there's going to be some merch. And I think that's very important too, to have just some merchandise for us and some show you our support. Um, I know we have support. I know people are doing it and they're reading it. And even in my other two sites, which one is an art site, Southern Gothic, and the other one is a fitness, 40 plus and fit. I mean, I've, I've got plenty of readers. Those sites would be nice if I could make some money on them, but that's we're, we don't really have to have a staff. You don't really have to do a lot of video editing. You really don't have to be on location, okay? And that's really what we're asking people to support us for because we really do have to have that. We have to have a staff. We have to be able to mobilize a group of people. And most importantly, we, we have to be able to be on the road. I mean, there's, it's a weird world that we live in because within a studio, you do need equipment. And I think everybody knows that, but everybody also probably knows this world is moving very, very quick and you need to be places. There's some crazy stuff happening right now in this world. I mean, and I'm getting some of it coming in my office and I don't know where the headline went, but I'm defending an attorney that was arrested for trespassing when she was, um, defending somebody who was who was trying to get a constitutional ballot amendment um some signatures for that at a polling place and they arrested her for trespassing and then on the day of trial they charged her with uh 
or the, the EVA settlement conference, I think maybe it was trial date, they charged her with an additional disturbing um, uh, the peace. Yeah, that day, you know, so that, that, that's an attorney representing somebody. And then we have the Marlena case. And then I have several other cases that I can't talk about yet, but they're heading to trial. I've got, I just filed another appeal this past Friday. So we're going to talk about all of this, but it's going to all take at least on the two average Joe side, um, right. proper um, resources in order to properly report it. Cause we're going to tell the truth. And um, what we've said mostly now is mostly opinion based on the truth that as we know it, but, but we want to um, report accurately and truthfully of what things aren't really hitting the press. Yeah. And anyway. we want to be there. There's going to be a link about all these cases down here. I mean, I got stories and you, you can check them out if you're watching this. There's going to be links um, to the stories. And um, I mean, the bottom line is we're just going to have to be places. And by the way, it'd be nice if we could send somebody somewhere. So <laughs> it's, it's interesting because, again, I do believe that our opinion is based on as much truth as we have in front of us. And if it ever comes out where something's different, I'll be the first one to tell you. And so would Robert. Yeah, I mean, you know, so we're not we're not sitting here acting like everything's in stone, but we are. But we are trying to be as as truthful and, and as honest as we can be with the knowledge that we have. But there is a point where we just have to be places. Me and him have to be places or we have to be able to send a staff member to be there. Well, we want to be able to cut in things while we're talking about it. So it's going to take an editor and a producer and all this other stuff. It's all money related. Yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So you, can... know you know, it's free. Nothing. Nothing for free. Okay. So there, there you go. So if you hear a dog barking, he's because he's cheering me on because he knows. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't have a dog cheering. He's make, it is a museum. Yeah. Give some money. Where's a milk boat? So yeah. Keep that up. So we're going to be doing this on a pretty regular basis, at least once a week. Um, this is the other thing I want everybody to know. If Robert shows up and I'm not here or I show up and Robert's not here, it's still two average days because I'm going to tell you something. Robert, way more than me, okay, uh, he's got some time limitations. But here's kind of the deal of um, all of that. And that is, um, I would like to get where if something broke, we could do a short video on that. Mm -hmm. So if it's just one of us, I mean, we're not, if something breaks and we need to talk about it, I mean, in Robert's in court or I'm tied up and he's going to say it, then it's still two average Joes, you know. But we're going to definitely try to do this this way and get it done. So we don't want to go on too long. We appreciate everything you uh, have done for us. We've had a lot of support. Okay, a lot of support. But now we're going to need help. <laughs> All right. Sell some merchandise. You know, probably sell some pictures of me. Uh-oh. Your friends and family. <laughs> we're going to let that hang in the air. But look, we're going to be back. We're going to be involved. And um, this is kind of episode one and a half. But actually, I'm going to put this as episode one. Cool, Ben. We got it, ma'am. So look, everybody take it easy. And we hope to see everybody again real, real soon. Y'all have a good one. Until next time. <laughs>